this. Yes, Blockbuster Film School. This is Blockbuster Film School. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to a very, very special episode. Does it involve teen pregnancy, drug use, or that time that (laughs) one of the kids from Different Strokes got kidnapped and was in a different family for an entire episode. So, I'm Alex Bonner, your professor here at the Blockbuster Film School, joined as always by your headmaster, Mr. Nicholas Souter. This is my, the year I get to retire. (laughs) Finally. And we have a crossover episode with one of the greatest podcasts in the history of man. It is the lovely B-movie Mania. Hold for applause. That's right. That is right. Do we know them? We do know B-Movie Mania. We've been involved in a crossover with them, but they are the lovely guest professors, doctor, doctors, all of them, learned doctors, Mike Hayes, Jason Hulls, Paul Brooks, and crazy Chris Hudson. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hello. 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 Thank you for having us. (laughs) Hey, no worries. I'm teen pregnant. (laughs) Finally. Finally. This is going to be all about teen pregnancy. Actually, I have no idea. We will get started here in a second, but the entire Howard family, when you do research about them, anything about their personal lives is very mysterious. There's what they will let you know, Mm -hmm. but then also, like, for instance, I just want you to know this, on Clint Howard's Wikipedia page under early life, it says, born in Burbank, California, his parents are Rance Howard and Gene Spiegel Howard. And his older brother is actor and filmmaker Ron Howard. That is his early life. That end. That's it. That's. Is there a chance they're hiding a lot of teen pregnancy in their family? Or at the very <laughs> least getting smacked around by Walt Disney. I would imagine yeah. just him <laughs> having enough of it and just slapping them. In this era, how do you even be so secretive anymore? I mean, somebody knows something that they would post and it was tough. I don't think it's a secret. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first speaking of his Wikipedia page, the first movie they mentioned that Clint Howard has done in his over 200 acting credits is the water. Boy. Absolutely. The first movie he gets credited for. It does have one of the greatest lines he ever delivered, which is I am not a handsome man, but the good Lord did not give me charm, athletic ability or a fully functioning brain. But I know that I love you, water boy. I'm sorry. That is. That is some solid stuff. Yeah. Other than the wow. part that says the water boy, that's my Tinder profile. And that wasn't in the script. That was off record. <laughs> um, yes. So if you haven't already guessed, we were talking about the legendary, one of America's treasures, one of the greatest actors of all time, Mr. Clint Howard. <laughs> snaps. Yay. Snaps for Clint Howard. This will also sort of be about Ron Howard and his father, Rance Howard, <laughs> as Ron Howard, if you haven't heard, is one of the most famous filmmakers of all time. He also was Opie and Richie Cunningham, and uh, his brother Clint Howard was also there. So, (laughs) we're going to get going. We will start with our usual gambit of we will go around the table and we will talk about the first Clint Howard movie we ever saw or the first time we remember seeing Clint Howard Whenever that was, whether it was last week or when you were a kid, Mike, why don't you get us started? What was the first Clint Howard movie that you remember? I mean, I think it's Apollo 13, Mm. probably. Mm. Uh, I don't probably know that I, I don't know, it's the earliest one I can think of. 
Though my favorite one looking back about what he has done is learning that he had a uncredited role as an elephant in the Disney's Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, loved that movie as a kid, but I certainly didn't recognize him. You know, no one has. No. But, that elephant kind of looks pretty... like him. <laughs> does, does it really? Yeah. They gave him his haircut when he had hair. <laughs> Big forehead. <laughs> He's got a, bl- yeah. a black eye from getting slapped by Walt Disney for saying it wrong. Yeah. It's got an iconic role in Apollo 13. And I do remember like recognizing that human. Absolutely. And it would go into later Clint Howard roles of him wearing a headset and turning from a radar to say something to more famous actors like the asteroid is gigantic, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. There also in his Wikipedia, it says that his uh, acting idol is radar from MASH. So that does make a lot of <laughs> that sense. Checks out. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, Mike, uh, I didn't think you're going to pull out a mash joke that early in the show, but kudos. Surprise me. I don't wait five minutes. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Mash now or mash never. Paul, what was the first movie that you remember falling in love with Clint Howard? I'm going to cheat just a little bit here. I hope I don't get in, in trouble. No, right feel off the free. Feel, no, you, there's no trouble detention. here. Detention. <laughs> Blockbuster detention. <laughs> I'm a big Star Trek guy, so oh. I got to go with his classic episode in the original series of Star Trek. I watched that very early on as a kid. So that's my first kind of memory of him, even though I probably didn't realize it was Clint Howard at the time. Totally, totally. I believe he was in like almost all the series at one point in some yes, version. Yes, he or- was in the original series. He was in Deep Space Nine. He was in Enterprise. And recently he was on Discovery. I think he's the captain in all of those shows, right? <laughs> no, no. Totally, yes. Now, I have to say his character in the original series is, uh, how do you say it? Flat frightening. Yeah. <laughs> You're out in space and that's what you come across. <laughs> I just watched it sort of research for this evening. I just watched the episode. He's real. I mean, he's like, what, five or six oh, yeah. years old tops? Yep. Yes. Yep. Sure. And he's really only in it for maybe seven or eight minutes. But it's an iconic role. If you haven't seen the episode, it's uh, season one, The Corumbite Maneuver. Uh, It's on Netflix. Go check it out. I think you do bring up a point about him, which is that he is, however you want to put it, I would use the word haunting, but that whenever you see him, (laughs) he does sort of stick out. No matter if he's in a movie for 30 seconds or he's the star of the movie, you do just remember Clint Howard being in the movie or in the show. So no doubt. Yeah, I agree with that. Nick, why don't we go with you? What was your first Clint Howard experience? I remember watching gung ho on HBO (laughs) and him just ranting to Michael Keaton about how terrible the Japanese people are. So whenever I see Clint Howard, I think of how much he hates Japanese people, (laughs) which was directed now, spoiler alert by his brother. Yeah. Uh, So, what? Uh, yes. Yeah. He was in 17 movies that his brother directed. <laughs> That's the one where they make the cars, right? Yeah. Like the, it's Michael Keaton yeah. and Oh man, I didn't even think about that. George one. went mm-hmm. at his like, oh, this guy can't get any fatter phase. And then he did and he lost a little bit of weight <laughs> and they got fat again. So this is like right before he hit the peak. So people were like concerned. <laughs> But they weren't alarmed. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Also, his agent was like, you got to stay kind of fat, but if you you should lose some weight so you don't die. But you got to stay kind of fat. Yeah. Because you see what happens when you get skinny. It's a, it's a whole thing. I get it. It's a thin line. That's why I haven't lost the weight. <laughs> Jason, what was your first uh, experience with uh, Mr. Clint Howard? 
I kind of feel like Clint just seeped into my life through like osmosis. <laughs> like he's always been there. He lives inside of me. Now. I don't know That's at scary. what point in time I was I awakened to him, but it's just he was there. I guess I would, I would say. I mean, I was a fan of the Jungle Book, you know, so, I mean, he's involved in it. Of course, I didn't know he was the voice of an elephant, but that's the first experience I had with a project of his. Oh, hell yeah. I also saw Cocoon as a kid, mm. and he's in Cocoon, and then, of course, yeah, the I, Star Trek I episode, love Cocoon. I we'll talk about Cocoon a little later, but there's some crazy stuff just with Cocoon post-afterwards that has nothing to do with the movie that's kind of fascinating. But, Chris, you are the last on the legendary... First blockbuster film school crossover episode. What crazy, excuse me. I apologize. Crazy, crazy Chris. Chris. Wow. Mentally ill Chris. When, uh, <laughs> when was the first time you saw Clint Howard? This yeah, better I be got, crazy. I got to go with Jay and Paul that it was like just mm. osmosis, just absorbing the knowledge of him into my pores. But I watched oh, the totally. shitload of Winnie the Pooh as a kid. Mm. Yes. And he's, he's the voice of what? Rue. And I, I didn't Rue? know that at the time. That's but the kangaroo. It's, I didn't know that until oh. today. The kid kangaroo. There, there we go. That's fucked I up. I didn't know it's yeah. the right like guy said, now. He literally belonged to the Disney Corporation for a while. Oh, yeah. I feel like many of our answers <laughs> were not genuine. We're like, we didn't know he <laughs> was in this, but Whoa. that's our first memory. So you know what? Paul, do you want me to say that my first memory of Clint Howard was his short <laughs> appearance in Solo? No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which was him begging his brother to please let me in this movie, please. Wait, he's in that Mario Van Peebles movie? <laughs> I don't know what you have to say about this, Alex, but I know that when I was a, younger and I was perusing the video store, oh, Ice Cream Man definitely. was like I, in your face, you know? I agree. So, also, I saw a movie when I was still probably should have not seen it. There was a horror movie that was his... First, I believe, starring role called Evil Speak that was a horror movie, and I yes. loved yeah. that movie. It is so banana pants, and he plays like this military cadet at a military school who finds a book of spells that he then puts into the computer system at the military academy, and he turns evil, and there's him cutting people's <laughs> heads off with a sword, and there's women. Pretty awesome. It's pretty wild. It also is one of the yeah. great classic 80s posters. It's amazing, but I don't remember him as Clint Howard. I just remember seeing that movie and liking it, and then always thinking like, oh, that's that guy from Evil Speak. I have uh, very fond memories of that movie because... The Logan Theater in Chicago for a while, maybe like 10 years ago at some point, did a series of like late night, really like good B movies and Evil Speak was one of them. And so the only time I've seen Evil Speak was in like a packed theater in Chicago at like midnight. Dude, it was great. That's awesome. I wish I would have known about that because I love Evil Speak. It's my first time that I remember really, truly remembering Clint Howard and also that it is... Also, another shocker about Clint's career, uh, another one of his movies that is exceptionally difficult to watch if you try to watch it right now. It is not a thing that is easily streamable. It is not easily purchasable. It is right. around. You can buy a DVD copy of it off of eBay. Chris, that would be a, a great episode for Chris's spinoff show, Uncle Chrissy's Hard to Find. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me write that down. Uncle Chris. Yes, please do. Hey, while he's typing that, uh, Nick, can I ask you a quick question here? 
is uh, the reason you liked or you remember Clint Howard and Gung Ho because his name was Doobie? <laughs> I didn't know he had a fucking name in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. I assume his name and everything is just Clint. <laughs> No, it's Googie in this. G-O-O-G-I-E. That's Googie. That's the worst name ever. A, not a name, and B, not a sound anyone's ever made either. So I don't know what the fuck this is. That's the sound he makes when he orgasms. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Googie. Usually it's just, Googie, oh, I think I'm in love with you. And with that word, he sprang into being. (laughs) Well, on that note, I think we should just briefly talk about the career of Mr. Clint Howard, okay? Let's begin at the beginning. Clint Ingle Howard was born 420. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, bog rip. Also, Hitler's birthday. Uh, That was, he was born. (laughs) Explains a lot. Excuse me. You're going to mention 420 and not bring up Columbine? Oh, also when Columbine happened, yes. The Feast of Baal for all of my pagan weirdos. He was born April 20th, 1959. Uh, Spoiler alert, his parents were Rance and Gene Howard, who were both uh, famous actors, character actors, particularly Rance. And his mother, Gene Howard, played the old lady in lots of stuff, even when she wasn't old, because she has kind of like the classic old lady face. And this is a weird thing, because I always noticed that Ron looks a lot like Rance Howard, and guess what? Clint Howard has kind of an adorable old lady face. That's sort of what he has. <laughs> and it's the hair. It's the yeah. hair that really, really exactly. does it. So he looks a lot like his mom. But Clint has a million acting credits. As I said, he did not have an early childhood. He belonged to the Disney Corporation. Uh, he <laughs> started working. Basically, he always worked. Uh, when he was a little kid, as you guys were talking about, when he was four years old, he was on the Andy Griffith Show along with his brother, but he played a character that was a reoccurring character who would show up, who was a little kid who never spoke and always tried to give people his peanut butter and jelly sandwich in some sort of thing that the 60s thought was hilarious. I don't understand. But yes, his <laughs> name was Leon on that show. And the, the big gag was he would try to give them the sandwich and everyone would say, no thanks, Leon. And then there was uproarious laughter. Just uproar. <laughs> 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 Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. He was in tons and tons of television. He was in an episode of The Fugitive. But the big thing was that he was in the movie version as well as a television show. His first starring role was on a show called Gentle Ben, in which him and a bear solve mysteries. That is not a joke. Uh, have any of you guys seen Gentle <laughs> that Ben? That sounds amazing. Or the no. movie? Oh, I think the, I've heard no, of it, but yes. I haven't seen it. He's a child who's friends with a bear, which seems extremely dangerous now that he, <laughs> he filmed two years of television oh. show with a bear that could have freaked out and like mauled him at any point, but didn't. In my mind, that show is about the mysteries are actually murders and the bear, <laughs> the bear is the culprit every time. That's, <laughs> see, now that's a show I'd watch, but honestly, I have seen the, I have seen the movie. So basically the pilot was released in theaters as a movie as well. And the pilot of the movie is that the kid witnesses a bunch of poachers murder the bear's family. Oh, God. And then, and then not a joke, him and the bear get revenge. So it's like the crow, but G-rated on these guys who killed the bear's family. <laughs> wow. So, so just think about it, He's like seven years old in that, and that was already in his psyche. There are pictures online of him just cuddling this bear, and it is both 
simultaneously the most adorable and most terrifying <laughs> no, pictures I've ever yeah. seen. That bear looks terrified of Clint Howard. <laughs> this explains a lot about Clint. Mm-hmm. After that, he, as you guys talked about, began his movie career in which he started doing voice acting for the Disney Corporation. Uh, he was Rue, as you guys brought up. He was in The Jungle Book, who the name of his elephant character is Hathi Jr., you know, that famous Disney character that everyone loves. It's one of the princesses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I searched for on wow. a lot for that cosplay. Um, my personal favorite is in 1973, he was in a movie called Salty, which I don't know if any of you guys have seen, but Salty is basically a ripoff of Flipper in which Ooh. a family in which a family has a seal, a seal named, yes, it's a seal it's named a seal. Salty. And this begins his career in which a more handsome actor is like the older brother who's really friends with Salty and his dipshit brother is Clint Howard. And and it's always like, what are you doing, Clint? He's like, oh, I accidentally dropped all of Salty's food in the swimming pool. Like, uh, like I think it's based off of Ron and Clint's real life childhood. (laughs) Exactly. In which Ron was given love and Clint was told that he was a little weirdo. Is there a both a feature film and a TV series of Salty? I I think you're right. There is. I believe you're right. I think that was back in the day when that always happened. If a movie came out, they had to try it as a television show as well, just in case, in case it was like Gentle Giant, which became Gentle Ben. But he already was like a teenager. He was 1973, so he was already a teenager. And this is when it begins his, I guess you would say, real career. I will say this, though, about him and his brother. They've always talked about how tight they are. Even when they disagree, they were sort of partners in crime. The whole family was extremely tight-knit. And in 1976, his brother and his dad, who had been friends with Roger Corman, go and they write a movie, and they take it to Roger Corman, which begins an entire long... You guys are obviously familiar with the Cormanator, as he likes to be called. (laughs) And... Who's that? So, <laughs> oh, Mike. Yes, we know. <laughs> oh, predictable jokes. <laughs> so, they take the script that they want to make to Roger Corman, and in classic Corman fashion, because already Ron Howard was a successful TV actor, he was Opie, and then he's already Richie Cunningham on Happy Days, which is another show that was extremely across the board, super, super beloved, but I don't think I've ever laughed at it. Any time that I've ever watched it. So I hit that jukebox, nailed it. So they go to Roger Corman. And in 1976, Roger Corman says, I will make the movie that you guys wrote. I will let Ron direct it. But before you guys are allowed to do that, I want you to make a movie for me called Eat My Dust, which is a movie that I think you guys know. If America doesn't know at the Blockbuster Film School in the 70s, one of the big tropes for movies was that a bunch of people were driving cars around real fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something was up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Duke boys had done something or there was a convoy or some shit. I don't know. So Eat My Dust. Have any of you guys ever seen Eat My Dust? No. Nope. Okay. Don't worry. Don't (laughs) worry. You're not. But it's the one they wrote in like a day, right? Right. Yes. Wasn't that the bit? That's Yes. That's the big thing. So basically, Corman was like, make me. He literally was like, I want a Dukes of Hazzard movie starring Richie Cunningham. You guys write it. You can do whatever you want after that. So they make that movie. It's mildly successful, which also Clint is in. I bring it up. He plays George Poole Jr. 
I don't know what that's about. I, I have no idea. I've never seen Eat My Dust, but. That's the son of George Poole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Famous G- GPJ. <laughs> but it allows then, in 1977, Ron is allowed to direct a movie that him and his father wrote, and Clint plays one of the big side characters in it. He makes a movie called Grand Theft Auto, yep. which is, mm. I think, is one of my favorite B-movies of all time. It was parodied on American Dad. Basically, the plot is that Ron Howard and his girlfriend want to get married, but his girlfriend hates Ron Howard. So in classic style, they steal a bunch of money from her dad and his classic car. And they try and they try to get to Las Vegas before they can stop them, at which point his dad puts out a fifty thousand dollar bounty to anyone in America to stop them. And they try to make it. To Las Vegas. Have any of you seen this movie? No. Wish I could say no. yes. Yeah, but, uh, I know, right? Sounds good. See yeah. parts. Sadly, no, but I'll tell you what, Empire Records would be way better if that was the actual <laughs> plot. Instead of the fucking whatever. I it also is. would really like a uh, a mod for the game Grand Theft Auto oh, or you're oh, Ron Howard. Hell yes. <laughs> you're Ron Howard, yes. <laughs> But I gotta tell you guys, <laughs> A, I think you should watch it. It is on Prime. You can watch it Done. right now. Nice. It is worth a watch. You could already see Ron Howard is a very good director, even though he's just crashing shitty cars that Roger Corman gave him. But it is fun as hell. And the thing is, Grand Theft Auto cost $600,000 to make and was Roger Corman's Star Wars. It made $40 million. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Wow. And also, his brother played Ace, who was kind of one of the main bad guys. And that kind of launched Clint's career a little bit as well because he was Ace, who he would come Mm. back to play a little bit. Basically, his character is the same as the one we'll get into in Rock and Roll High School. It's kind of the same gold chains and being weird. And so that happens. I do love a good chase movie. Yes, it's absolutely a great chase movie. There's a part where Ron Howard. Okay, are you guys ready for this? The car, it goes up on two wheels. What? And he drives. Yes. And he does not die. That's insane. You mean like in the movie <laughs> Twins? <laughs> yes. Speaking of chase movies, if I totally. may really quick, just break from the Clint Howard yes. thing. I just realized that I have a blockbuster DVD oh. case here of Tulane oh, yeah. Blacktop. Like the ultimate like <laughs> 70s awesome. chase movie. Here's the thing. I paid for this because I kept it too late. Have not watched it still. It's been about 20 years. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mike. Your late fees are going to be through the roof, bro. Wow. I remember seeing that DVD when I lived yeah. with you in 2005, and you've been carrying that around to every apartment. Yes. Well, I, it's Tulane Blacktop. It's one of the ultimate 70s films, but I haven't watched. But, Paul, I did get this when we both watched Kitchen Stories, oh, that Swedish film Kitchen that's really Stories. good. We loved it too much that we just didn't watch Tulane Blacktop. <laughs> Mike, I have some really bad news for you, that those late fees Uh-oh. are now due owed to Blockbuster Film School. That is correct. Oh, no. no I paid. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, Pay up, Mike. shit. Pay it up. There was a five point VIG. So you let me do some. Hold on. Uh, I'm hitting my calculator. You owe me two hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> so, OK, how about a big swig of Malone? Yeah, that's, okay, that's, that's, rough, that's roughly equal. Uh, also, Mike, I think you should play the movie in the background now where we're recording. Brian would love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just get Tulane Black up. Also, yes, I'm sorry, Brian. There were many people to introduce, but Super Producer Brian Tepps is here to uh, the block. There's a film. mic. Mike, you have to say something now. There's yeah. a mic. Say it. Say say speak. Say hi. 
Speak, 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 speak. speak. Brian just shut speak, off. Brian's speak. robot body just went silent. Brian, if you if you'd please echo, echo my, my chant, chant, so it sounds like a lot of people did it. <laughs> oh, we're giving him edit notes now. <laughs> Mike yeah. is taking over. They have a guy we do this to each other all we the time. Say, it's like a war. Like we, we do things knowing that the other person can't cut it out, or that like we say things and we're like, well, that was dumb. That's gonna stay in. <laughs> we make a game out of cat and mousing each other with <laughs> the edit decisions, and, and, th- and then we usually say. Paul, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, so Even if I'm right. not editing it. <laughs> yeah. That's our latest game. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He sounds hot. <laughs> I am aroused now. All right. So Clint Howard made 900 movies. So I'm going to start moving a little quicker here because his career begins. Him and his brother, their illustrious career together, as well as his career in a little bit of a starring lead man, a lead actor, Clint Howard begins, at which point I'm going to kind of do some greatest hits. But if any of his movies are movies that you want to talk about, gentlemen, feel free. I am into it. As I said, in 1979, he continues his illustrious career with Roger Corman, where he makes a movie called Rock and Roll High School. Yes. Where he plays Eagle Bauer, who is the weird kind of bad guy. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> Rock and Roll High School is my favorite movie that I have no memory of. <laughs> well, wait Neither minute, did Chris. any of the Ramones. <laughs> but I really love the Ramones. Oh, yeah. Guys, we do this thing once a year called the B-Movie Marathon, where we all get together and watch B-movies for 24 hours straight. And I think that we had to bring in Rock and Roll High School off the bench yeah. as an emergency backup pick because your copy of Tetsuo Iron Warrior... Or well, Iron Te- Man, Tetsuo the Iron Man. The <laughs> Iron Man would not play. Love so that movie. You have no memory of that, Chris? Well, I do have a memory of that. No, we I, were I, very I, drunk. We were really drunk. <laughs> and my very copy of, drunk. My copy of Tetsuo the Iron Man, another movie I adore, was Region 2, and wouldn't play on my DVD player, so I had to pull out of my backpack Rock and Roll High School. I think Rock and Roll High School was like the second to last or third to last movie out of yeah. 24 and, hours. And nobody but drinking. me fucking paid attention to it because you guys oh, were no, all we were, wasted no. out of your mind. <laughs> I feel bad about that. <laughs> and it's such a great movie. Hey, Paul, cut yeah. that out. <laughs> also, the amount of movies that Clint Howard made that have bad Amazon reviews on them that are just basically this was a region two DVD, like <laughs> yeah. one star is is insane. I've never seen that many for one actor's work. It's uh, it's unbelievable, really. I I couldn't. I got to tell you, my favorite part of Rock and Roll High School, bizarrely, is when PJ Souls opens her shower and Dee Dee Ramon is there, yes. fully clothed, playing the bass guitar, but the shower is on. I, I was like, this is, and she's super into it. I was like, this is amazing. This is. Hey, I would do the same if Dee Dee Ramon we're somehow still alive and in my shower. I know. He uh he looks angelic, even though he yeah. was super high on drugs. He looked Oh yeah. All of I mean the whole movie's high on drugs. <laughs> my favorite was I think it was a 40th anniversary show of it, like a big 40th anniversary show just like in 2019. And the only person who was left still alive was Clint Howard to show up and talk. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it God. was intense. While we're on the subject real quick, I did watch a few episodes of the Clint Howard variety show. Oh, and he, no. 
Yeah. Oh, and that's a real had, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he had Johnny Ramone as one of the guests, and they didn't even talk about Rock and Roll High School. So disappointed <laughs> in that episode. Terrible, terrible that was episode. Of- Where and when did this supposed yeah. Clint Howard variety show exist? <laughs> like 2006 or, yeah, 2002. He paid all wow. his guests of the show with a turkey and twenty dollars. <laughs> it was fifteen dollars all in one. That yeah. sounds right. That's it's great. <laughs> he paid them in some of Ron Howard's hair. <laughs> I, I like to keep this in a little box. All right. So in 1981, though, as we were talking about, it's his first starring role. He gets to work in a movie, as I mentioned, called Evil Speak, yes. and uh, we talked about it a little bit. I adore it. I think it's a great 80s B-movie. It was banned in England for some reason because it was too violent. (laughs) I find it hilariously tame now. Was it a video nasty? It was. It was a video nasty. It was banned under the video nasties. I actually really enjoy it. He's this guy who gets bullied at like a military school. And then, as I said, he, you know, goes to the devil, as you do. And uh, the devil helps him. The only interesting thing that I will bring up about it is that Evil Speak was directed by a guy named Eric Weston, who worked with Edlund, who was the guy who did all the effects for Ghostbusters. So there's better effects in it than there really should be. These guys would end up, some of them working for Roger Edlund? Bill Edlund? I don't know. I forget. But, yeah, so any thoughts on Evil Speak, his first starring role? I, I think that somebody needs to put out, you know, Vinegar Syndrome or Shout Factory or somebody Shout Factory needs did. to put out a deluxe Ooh. version of that. Ooh, they, they put did. out that in 2014. <gasps> did they? Okay, great. Yeah, it's sold out, but they have a Spanish version. I just checked. <laughs> on the Walmart <laughs> website, it's an import from Spain. All the regions oh, plays on. Is it a Catalonian it's, accent? Uh, a, le- a legend, El Diablo. <laughs> so, the, so it's a totally different mm. title, but it's still... Clint Howard wielding a sword and decapitating people in a oh, he fucking church on fire. Oh, he shit out of people in that movie. <laughs> well, this is the perfect time to bring in our sponsorship uh, with Duolingo, <laughs> where you can learn to really speak Spanish and watch Clint Howard films. It's muy bueno. All right, so. Puto com. <laughs> I really want Clint Howard to sp- tell me how to speak Spanish. <laughs> Clint Howard is going to tell you to go back hey. to America. <laughs> yeah. He would, he would. <laughs> Whether or not we should bring up Clint's weird political Oh, I'm going to bring all that up later. Don't worry. <laughs> I've been tiptoeing around it. I've been trying not to say Ted Cruz the whole time. Oh, look, and there it is. Oh, <laughs> there it is. I think the thought that I had when I was thinking about it was, if anyone gets their political opinions from Clint Howard, they should turn themselves <laughs> into the police for the crimes they've already committed. It honestly makes a lot of sense. He has been forced to be this weird, like, weasel role in every movie he's ever been in. Of course, his idol is going to be the biggest weasel politician in the world. I I actually, I'm not defending him. I'm blaming Jesus. Because (laughs) in the 80s, if you go through his, his, like, actual, like, thing, his IDBM page, he's only in one movie a year in the 80s. And then the 90s, that's when he starts accepting every role. Yes. Because he mm-hmm. literally said in the 80s, he wanted to take some time off and screw around. He was in a punk band called the Kempshires. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but Left-handed in a right-handed world. That's not, no, it's not that bad, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but in 92, he joined AA. Oh, no. Found Jesus. Oh, God, that's man. when he became no. a Republican. 
See, when the, I the, thought the entire he was rest a, of the family were a bunch of Democrats. I thought he was just a method actor living <laughs> his roles. <laughs> he's a method actor. He's done a lot of sexual assaults. <laughs> <laughs> Also, there's the factor of, oh, my dad's so successful. Oh, my brother's so successful. Oh, they love being Democrats. Well, guess what? I'm the other one. What? Yeah. How about that, dad? Yeah. Look, like Here's the thing, though. Clint Howard looks like a burn victim who wasn't burned. Oh, wow. And he's made an entire career out of acting. He should be kissing everyone's ass. He does not, like... <laughs> yeah, I imagine I would probably kill to have Clint Howard's life. Like, right? I agree. Oh my god, I would turn Republican to have Clint Howard's life. <laughs> right, Holy shit! I would let Ron Howard be a passive aggressive dick to me every Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> in order to have his career, um, which we should get into. This is a nice transition because after Evil Speaks, <laughs> nice. <laughs> He begins his full team up with, hey, Ron, can I be in that movie? He is in Night Shift. He is in Splash. He is in Cocoon. He is in Gung Ho. Those are the next four movies. They are all big hits that his brother wrote and directed most of the time. Can I do my impression of him in Gung Ho real fast? Yes. Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. Can I do my impression of him in Gung Ho real quick? Japanese. Oh, my name's (laughs) Wait, his name's Paul in the movie, right? No, but he's Googie. Paul Googie. Small Paul. (laughs) Whatever. In the TV series, he's Googie. It says so. That's what his name is. I don't care what the movie says. (laughs) Yeah, better. That's what it is. Pulls out Googie, then shoots a load on George Wentz's back. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right, thanks for inviting me on the show. (laughs) My lawyer is calling me, so I don't know how he's listening to this live, but he is. Also, I have to bring up the cocoon. I read an entire article that was in Wired Magazine about how it's impossible to find the movie Cocoon, which also that it came out on Blu-ray in 2010, and the Blu-ray is out of print, and it costs $100 on eBay. And a 2004 standard DVD copy costs like 50 (laughs) bucks on eBay. It's not streaming on anything. Before I watched this, I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Cocoon in like 30 years. I'll watch that. (laughs) Impossible. Who is is out there saying, God damn it, I need Cocoon now. (laughs) Is it that great a movie? I remember thinking it was boring as shit. (laughs) I don't think you're the demographic that Cocoon was aiming for. I remember the movie basically being about how like old people started getting boners again. And that was because of aliens. And then they glow. Yes. Oh, so Viagra. That's what the movie's about. They take Viagra. They glow gold. Mm -hmm. They're young again. (laughs) I wanted to save this as a surprise for the end of the show. Uh-oh. But since you guys are kind of talking <laughs> oh, about it now, yeah. for coming on, I got you all a copy of Cocoon the Return on VHS. <laughs> no! Sweet. Yes. I'm, I'm oh, going to flip that shit yes. and make $13. <laughs> Is uh, Gutenberg in that one, too? Or? No. <laughs> Chris, like, about, said, even I am out of here. He said Cocoon 2, Chris. You're going to make 13 cents off of that. Well, hey, I'm going to sell it for 13 and someone's going to goddamn buy it. See, right there, 13 bucks. It's going to be Clint Cocoon 2 collection. (laughs) It's going to be Clint Howard. You know it is, okay? I buy every VHS I can and then with whiteout paint and cumcoon instead of it. (laughs) Oh, I was wondering how to get to that word, Mike. Thank you. He said cocoon, not cumcoon. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. (laughs) 
That's what the movie would be called if Googie was in. <laughs> Googie. Googie's Cumcoon. Googie. It's, it's like uh, Cocoon 3. Googie's Cumcoon. Googie. <laughs> Cocoon 3, the whiteout. No. There's, there's, there's a string after this of him having moronic names and stuff. He's in a also pretty insane B-movie called The Race, which... I like that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. And but he is a character called Rughead. Yeah, he looks Ooh, like yeah. Jonah Hill's character from Wolf of Wall Street with a fro. Interesting. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like <laughs> you're talking about Dimey, he's still Di- thin, but he looks fat. <laughs> Diamond Danny Azoff. Yeah. <laughs> so this brings me to a question. Sure. I think Willow was around this time, right? Correct. Yes. Why? Why? Oh, I want to know. Why this is Clint so Howard much. not in Willow? That is a very good question because I know for a fact that he asked to be in Willow. He wanted to Val Kilmer instead, right? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Val Kilmer will not be in a movie with people who aren't handsome. <laughs> you know, I wonder if it's a- so he was banned from the set. And when Ron Howard was directing, he had to wear a mask. I wonder if it's just a situation where, like, you know, your brothers, maybe Clint did something to piss off Ron, like, the day before. And oh, he's yeah. like, you know what? You're not in Willow. <laughs> oh, wow. Stanley Tucci's your character now. There's nothing you can do about it. Actually, I'm looking at the Wikipedia now for Willow, and it does say that originally Mad Mardigan yeah, was see. actually called Mad Googie. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, uh, I knew Mike would have something for this. There's a reason that Ron Howard and George Lucas didn't get along for 30 years. <laughs> Ron Howard was so bitter, George wouldn't let Clint be in the movie. He'll be a troll. He'll be a troll, George. Come on. He's the perfect troll. Look at him. It literally is probably Clint Howard wouldn't shut up about voting for George H.W. Bush. And he was like, fine, I don't care. Like, go away. My punk band will sing about Reaganomics. It's okay. We'll get in a fight with the dead Kennedys. In 1989, he's in a an American classic called Tango and Cash, oh, where yeah. his character is called Slinky. I don't know what that's. You know all about. what? I I can't believe this. I saw that movie in the theater as a child. Let's see, I would have been 12 years old, and I remember walking out of the theater thinking to myself, "Didn't care for that one." <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who took you to see Tango and Cash in the theater? It, it was rated R. That's I not did. the type of thing you went and saw. I took oh, Paul. wait, wait, wait. You were his legal wait, guardian. Wait. <laughs> I'm thinking Turner and Hooch. Never mind. Oh, okay. God damn it. They're interchangeable. That's, yeah. that's one of my on. wife's favorite movies. It's also one of the uh, no, best movies. Care Fuck for you, it. Paul. You didn't care for Turner and Hooch? I also saw that wow. one. Also, when was the last Paul. time you saw Turner and Hooch? Because the thing that got to be a Turner and Hooch is they use this sound cue to let you know things are funny. And it's like a saxophone <laughs> beat where it's like, wah, bah, 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 wah, bah, 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 yeah, and I'm like, and they use well, it, it every that's the best in an alternate universe. Tom Hanks's character is played by Clint Howard. Ooh. And also that sound cue. Played by Clinton Howard. See I now, think Hooch should oh, be played. I was going to say, Howard. if Clinton Howard was the dog, no, Hooch was Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> now I think you got something. Googie uh, and Hooch. It's <laughs> a different movie. Googie and Hooch. God damn it! What's crazy is so obviously he's playing all these crappy, like not crappy, but he's making the most of what he has for his small roles in his brother's movies. But since Evil Speak, he has not been the lead character in a movie. And in 1990, he returns to being first or second on the call sheet to be Ricky Baker, one of the main 
characters in Silent Night, Deadly Night mm. 4, Initiation. Ooh. Which would begin. <laughs> he got in that franchise on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the best one. It's got, it's the Yunza one, oh, right? Oh, shit, really? Yes. Excuse me? Yes. Oh, oh Yuzna, sorry. Are we going to fight now? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you saying everything that Brian touches isn't gold? Come on. Part two is the best. Part two. Oh, interesting. I'm curious because I've only seen that movie one time, and I remember someone let's say non-consensually has sex with someone with a dildo mask oh, on. Is that, do I remember that correctly in Silent Night, Deadly Night? I've only ever seen the VHS covers. Oh, yes. Yes. You took the best route. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so after that, he's in some other big hits. I don't know, two of them directed by his brother, Backdraft and Far and Away. He's also in The Rocketeer. Far and Away was not a hit. Uh, no, no. Well, he was, I'm just saying there are bigger movies. They're big okay. Hollywood movies because his brother made them. But then he's in 1993 in a classic of the classics of B movies. And I was, this is one of the ones where I was going to ask you guys if you had ever done this. Cause I've listened to most of your episodes and I couldn't remember, but he is in a movie in 1993 where he is slim fryer in a movie called Carnosaur that Roger Ebert called the worst movie ever made by human beings. I certainly know of Carnosaur. I'm, well, I'm trying yeah. to rack my brain if I've ever. I've never seen it. Yeah. I've, I've heard the name. I didn't know Clint Howard was in it. Oh, I yes. feel like I probably saw it at some point on uh, USA Up well, All Night. It's probably behind you on the shelf it could right be. now. Oh, yeah. this, this happens. <laughs> I remember it being on the shelves constantly, but. In 93, honestly, all I cared about was Ticks, oh, where he played Jarvis That was the other Tanner. one. So if, whatever you guys want to talk about with Ticks or Carnosaur, I just have to read this real quick. Carnosaur is a movie where it follows Dr. Smith and Anne Thrush yeah. in their efforts to thwart Dr. Jane Tiptree's plan to exterminate the human race with a lethal virus and replace them with her own genetically created dinosaurs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, sounds like a real Clint Howard method acting sort of role. <laughs> and green light. <laughs> he has great death scenes in both those movies. Oh, that's the big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ticks. De- I, I haven't seen Carnosaur, like we said, but like the ticks death scene is so fucking gross. It's very good. Ticks is one of the grossest movies I've ever seen. And I think it's a weird thing that he's into in which Clint Howard is in some of the grossest horror movies I've ever seen. I thought the ice cream man was tame in comparison to what's the one about the <laughs> what's the one about the pig or the pig is the oh yeah yeah the butcher whatever yeah, it's, it's fucking just called nonstop yeah. horrific mayhem I I've I am a person who is what you would call a ghoul and I was watching it and I was like this is disgusting <laughs> this is I want to say that we did ticks for uh, Mike was it the sixth or the fifth or the sixth annual B movie marathon. Somewhere in the marathon, we we all watched Ticks, but we watched it. You and oh, me watched we? it together at the house once. And uh, Chris Arneson, friend of the show, had to leave the <laughs> fucking room. He was too grossed <laughs> out. That's by amazing because I have no memory of watching. Yeah, we definitely that watched Ticks. And if I could just do a, a quick quick plug because we're actually coming up on the ninth annual uh, B movie marathon. Hell yeah, nine fucking years. Fuck God yeah, damn. we'd love yeah. for you guys. And we to, remember uh, maybe half. We'd the love for you guys watched. to pop in and and hang out with us. You can oh, just please. anybody can come hang out with us. You just go to uh, B movie. Mike, are we gonna do B movie mania dot com? It's either B movie mania dot com or B movie marathon dot com. They both will work. Way to dial that in for everyone. Yeah, great. 
We got these mid plugs. Oh, we're you know I'll talking about that to the end. Why not? <laughs> no, no, I love it, man. I would love to. Paul, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then Brian pasted in again. Thank you. So, I got to start speeding up here though, because this is when he starts to make every goddamn movie there yeah. is. In '94, he's in Leprechaun Two, where he's a tourist. He is in a movie called Bigfoot, mm-hmm. The Unforgettable Encounter, in which oh my God. he is... He plays the mayor's lackey. <laughs> not, not the Bigfoot. Not little Bigfoot. <laughs> His character is called Gary. He's in a live-action, shitty version of Fist of the North Star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So one of our first yes. season episodes. Really? B-Movie uh, Mania. This that was, was a, a Chris pick. pick. Wow. So it was not yeah, very good. <laughs> nope. The anime way better, <laughs> much better. <laughs> Anything we should look for when we watch what I finally watch and have my pilgrimage to watch Fist of the North. Chris Pan, you know, now, now oh. that you mention it, RIP. No, no. nothing. <laughs> no, just watch yeah, the anime, just watch the anime it's, instead. You'll be much happier. With your life. <laughs> I like the movie, it's fun. Chris Penn had one of the saddest like death announcements where it was like he was found dead in. A condominium, not his condominium. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, just, yeah, just it was a random place. Yeah. He was just going through stealing copper and just had a heart attack. <laughs> Chris Penn was found dead. Well, you can't tell people he was stealing copper. His family will yeah. be sad. Or just says Sean Penn's brother was found dead. Yeah. <laughs> They don't even name him. That's so sad. Paul, cut that out. Sean Penn's brother found dead. Sean Penn's oh, friends with no. for no reason. Oh, no. Spicoli's brother is no more. Oh. Uh, so, sorry, that's terrible. But in 1995, a movie that's close to both of our hearts, that it is The Ice yes. Cream Man. Ooh, in yeah. which a man yes. gets so sick of being an ice cream man that he puts on his Converse shoes and sort of goes on a murderous rampage. I don't know. I think know. those are the same Converse shoes Clint Howard wears in the Clint Howard Variety Show, where he, where he interviews Johnny Ramone. Hey, I gotta say, you know, because obviously I, I was not able to be on the B-Movie Mania crossover episode for Ice Cream Man, and I wish I could have been there, but we wish you been I there. should have been we there, but I just want to say kind of my two cents about Ice cream, man. If, please, if I could, please, I fucking love it. Like I, I was <laughs> kind of surprised by some of the scores. Like I understand a lot of it didn't work, but for me, that's kind of part of the charm. You know, like what is happening through this entire thing? I want to give it. What was the rating score on that? Because I want to give it seventy-seven of whatever the rating. I think it was Clint Howard's. I'll just go. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go Googies. <laughs> yeah, it was Googies. It was one of the Googies. Ah, Butterbrook Hard Pack. I think it was uh, Converse dollars, which is what they were all paid in, which is only good to yeah. purchase Converse goods. So. Love a good hard pack, you know? Yo, yeah, you do. I love Jan Michael Vincent just like <laughs> wearing whatever they told, oh, wearing God, his whatever. old clothes, just saying. Walking so aimlessly, oh, yeah. but so bored through that insane <laughs> hospital. 
I still think about that scene when he's leaving that hospital, pushing oh, people God. off. He could not be more disgusted to be in that movie. All of the charisma of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> the whole time he's walking out of that hallway, he just keeps thinking to himself, I'm Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, that's what keeps him This is his only thought. <laughs> He's like, I am Groot, except there's no message behind it. He's just, I am Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> like, okay, but we still need your ticket so we can give you your coat back. I'm Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> that was a coat check joke, guys. Paul, cut oh. that out. <laughs> Paul, do you have any other takes on Ice Cream Man? I wanted to, to give a second here, if, if any, or anybody has any other. The only thing that I want to say is, I think probably really close to the time that this recording is going to be coming out, there is a big sale going on over at Vinegar Syndrome. So if you want to pick up the Blu-ray, now would be the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wonder if there's a uh, commentary with... Clint Howard. God, just, I hope so. Oh, man. There could be one with Jan Michael Vincent oh, from man. the grave. I don't think so. <laughs> I would be interested I, in that. I personally would just like to say to Paul, yeah. one of my greatest friends. Two I've years. known you for I mean, like two years or so, yeah. And Inside I just want to say that it's a really sad, sad situation that you weren't able to be on the episode, you know, with your whole predicament that happened during that episode. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say I'm really glad that you're alive. And oh, thank you. Well, yeah, because it was a real serious situation. That was a for, really for big misunderstanding. I was just at home. I wasn't <laughs> kidnapped at all. Well, we thought you were kidnapped. You, well, no. I thought you were trapped behind a painting yeah, I was gonna- <laughs> similar to the 1970s horror film Deathbed, the bed that eats. Yeah, I explained. Not Clint Howard. Is Surprisingly, not though. Which does not have no. Clint Howard at all. Mike told me you got both your arms stuck in vending machines. <laughs> this is way off topic. Way, we're way out there. <laughs> I do uh, explain what happened during the whole kidnapping situation on the teaser episode for Deathbed. So look forward Ooh, to that. Which we have yet to write. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good no, one, guys. Though. Just to abruptly bring this back onto the topic, <laughs> I kind of feel like going and looking up uh, Clint Howard's episode Ooh. of Silk Stockings. Yeah, Ooh. me too. <laughs> Not Blood Rain 3? I would take that, but at first I'd go Silk Stockings. Ooh. To be fair, we're at the point where, honestly, if there's any movies you guys want to talk about, because <laughs> I'm going through this list and it's like, man, this list never it's ends. It's never there's- ending. I mean, humanoids from the deep, we should mess. Yes. Humanoids. Also, there's a movie called Santa uh, with muscles one. starring yeah, Hulk Hogan. That. Was he in that? I have no memory yes. of Clint Howard in Santa with muscles. He plays a character called Hinkley. This yeah. is the problem with mixing alcohol with what we do, Chris, is we do these things and you remember half of you it, know but what that's I'm also do? the joy because then you can I'm go have and another sip of it again for the first time. <laughs> As your doctor, I agree with this. You won't remember recording this, and then you'll come back to it. I won't even remember being on this show. It'll be fantastic. Listen, as your lawyer and your doctor, I demand that you continue to drink alcohol before you lose your crazy status. Sounds fair. Here we go. (laughs) Also, I have to throw this out about Santa with muscles. The only thing about it is a terrible movie. Fuck you. I mean, it's amazing in its horrificness. I agree with that, in which Hulk Hogan is... Guess what? Santa with muscles. There's a crystal cave vault. He's the titular Santa with muscles. <laughs> also, by that point, his muscles were getting a little creatine saggy, but 
The thing that I like the most about it is that it was co-produced by the real-life Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, who would be the guy (laughs) that Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) would play. Famous criminal and madman, Jordan Belfort, was like, yeah, I'll fucking whatever. I imagined him throwing cash at people, but that movie was produced by Jordan it, Belfort. It would be amazing so. if Leonardo DiCaprio traveled back in time to also <laughs> produce that movie. I just want to say there's a third act turn in that movie that is so fucking left field and wild that it makes everything worthwhile. Vince McMahon shows up. No, wait, you find out there's like a crystal cavern under the orphanage church and it's in... <laughs> Yeah, the catacombs, the catacombs under the orphanage yeah. church is I a crystal cavern with vaults and special powers, and there's a goddamn lightsaber battle under it, and it's the most wild third act of any film. All right, all right, I have to watch this. This is happening. It's insane. Yeah, no, it's not amazing. I agree. It's worth it seeing. Is. I'm just saying. Watch the oh, movie. Oh, no, I'm watching it now. Watch, uh... Yeah, watch the movie. Okay, and then we watch can't the keep plugging shit, uh, Brian. Special. No, we can't. <laughs> Brian's gonna come to all out. I believe that was our 2017 very crappy. No, stop plugging. <laughs> in 1997 is when he begins his illustrious career in the Austin Powers movies. Ooh. That happens. He's in Twilight in 1998 Ooh. as an EMS worker. As a sparkly. Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He returns to being uh, his villain in horror movies in The Dentist yeah. 2, where he is Mr. Toothache. Yeah. With Corbin, ba- what's his name? Corbin Bernstein. Corbin Cor- Bernstein. Bernson. I don't know if you remember this, but for the 14th annual 24-hour B-movie mania <laughs> Christmas special, I showed up with The Dentist 2. <laughs> I do. I do remember that. I do. I was. I think Paul was passed out in the closet for that one. Oh yeah, I hit it a little too hard that year. He also was in Apollo 13. Which what's that? I'm just kind of skipping over as the titular Apollo 13. Yeah, that's a movie about how the fucking astronauts couldn't do their job because they're a bunch of jerks, (laughs) and then they kind of did it and sort of did it, and everyone's like, "Oh, you blew it in the first place," but then you managed to limp your way back home. Congrats! Uh, It won best picture. Is that about teen pregnancy? Mm-hmm. It's all yes. It it's also about the time that Dudley got molested by the guy who owns the bike store. That is a <laughs> that is a different strokes reference. It's, it's also about the time DJ Tanner started doing cocaine. Paul, cut that out. As I mentioned in The Water Boy in 1998, he plays Paco. I have a soft spot for both the Water Boy and him in the movie The Water Boy. Why is his name Paco? I don't know. I have <laughs> because no idea. why not? He's reunited <laughs> with his friend uh, the Fonz, and that's great. Hey, that is true. Yeah. I love the Fonz in that movie. I think he's hilarious. He was pretty good in that. Henry Winkler, aka yes. the Fonz, was also on his talk show. <laughs> yeah, my second favorite guest on the two episodes of the Clint Howard Variety <laughs> Show that I watched. Yeah, still better than the Dennis Miller Show. All right, so uh, okay, babe. He's got the magic uh, door. Dennis Miller didn't have a magic door. Hell no. Dennis <laughs> Miller had no magic. It still does not. He does not. So he is in, we we go through a whole bunch of these. I'm trying to pick through. He's in Pauly Shore is Dead in 2003. One of my favorites. <laughs> Paul and I watched that together. Yeah. In which he plays Pauly's business manager. That's his character's name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Just classy. Classy name. He's in the House of the Dead. He, oh, of course, was he really in, in that? I have no memory yes. of that either. Holy yes. shit. He plays 
he works on a ship or some shit, but he spends the whole movie dressed up like the Gordon's fisherman <laughs> asshole in the yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> like the whole movie. That's Yui Bull, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm yeah. going to jump ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Feel Yui free, Bull please. directed Blood Rain, the Third Reich, yeah. which one of you mentioned. Yep. It was one of the not mics. <laughs> and then also the same year, Blubberella. Oh, yeah. oh, which finally. was made at the same time. He's in both of those movies. It's the same scene. They shot one for drama. I'm doing the air quotes. <laughs> and then one for comedy. I'm doing the sarcastic air quotes. It's the exact same scene. They just were like, okay, do it funny now. And then like, they're, like, Clint they're copying and pasting. This is Huey Bull's contribution to film. <laughs> copying and pasting scenes into different Bull movies. Bull is all about making maximizing shareholder value. For the viewers of some, I don't know. There's a reason he's still around. It's because they give him two million bucks. He turns it into three point five. They're like, you're like Bitcoin, whatever, man. Yeah. Like, fine, make, you, you kind of make money, I make guess. Eight movies by editing these scenes in different orders. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just exactly. scrolled down in Clint Howard's Wikipedia page here, and it does say that he held over his brother Ron's head. He said. Yui Bull's my brother now, you jerk. I'm Googie, is what he said. It's weird. So he must have held it over his head. This is not a joke. In 2018, he was in a documentary as himself. The documentary is called Fuck You All, The Yui Bull Story. Uh, That's not a joke. That is real. That is a... Oh, God. (laughs) Dude, he's terrible. I mean, you you guys know he fought his critic, right? (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. For charity. Literally boxed with... Yeah, I mean, the guy has trouble accepting criticism. Oh, if it's for charity, that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> Whenever I commit assault, I yell, this is for charity during it. It's really confusing yeah. to everybody. Charity is his stripper girlfriend, so it's very well, on the nose. This is for charity. <laughs> She's very he was in a movie called Granddaddy Daycare. What? Ooh, is that the silent Trejo? version of Daddy Daycare? That sounds no, it's a comedy. No. <laughs> That's it's, recent, yeah, 2019. Right? <laughs> I definitely skipped ahead. As we said, he was Rala Kali in Solo, A Star Wars Story, which I like Solo, A Star Wars Story, and I agree. Love that movie. Thank if you. it was a four-part series that came out now on Disney+, Plus, everyone would lose their oh, minds yeah. and be like, this movie is so good, but because it came out in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I understand, because I was also one of these people, I was like, uh, I think I'm kind of done with seeing yeah. Star Wars in oh, the yeah. theater for a minute. Alex, I have... Um Two things that you skipped over that I wanted to comment This is on. what I love. Do it. Let's go, Paul. I would love to hear them. All right. I was trying to do, you know, like find something that I could watch, you know, for research purposes. So on Tubi, Clint is in this movie called American Ooh. Bigfoot, which came out in, I think, 2016 or 2013 Not or something Not Canadian like that. Bigfoot. It's much more boring, but works better. Yeah, well, I mean, the problem with this is that I watched the movie and I got through about half of it before we started recording. <laughs> Didn't see anything, so I don't think Paul, he's in it much. Paul, don't worry. It's, it's a Trump propaganda movie. We're just- uh, and then the other thing that I tried to research on, I was on, was on the toilet earlier and I'm like, well, so I just searched for Clint Howard on YouTube and I watched a funny or die video <gasps> where oh. he tries to pitch a yes! pippy long stocking superhero movie starring wow. Mila Jovovich. 
Is it good? <laughs> Greenlight. Right. Good, actually. That's my favorite credit of his. Clint Howard reboots Pippi Longstocking with Mila Jovovich and, Fred, and Willard. Fred Willard. Oh. Well, but the yeah, the problem is he's like pitching it to Fred Willard and no one's buying it. So he tosses all of his like, you know, like diagrams and stuff of, of what it's going to be like. And he pitches all of it in the dumpster and it says like, Begley Waste Services or something, and then Ed Begley Jr. comes around the corner and steals all of his plans and makes the movie. That's amazing. So it's worth checking out, motherfucker. I've looked that one up. So you're saying Clint Howard has some some things that are worth checking down? Well, I mean, he technically he didn't make the movie. Ed Begley Jr. made the movie, and then. Clint ends up Howard. Uh, Clint, Clint ends up Howard at the end. Clint ends so up you're homeless saying at the Ed end. Ed Bigley Jr. has some things worth tracking down. Yes, yes. <laughs> Including he's in the original oh, Battlestar Galactica really? as Green Bean. Yes. Also, as Nick brought up in Blubberella and Blood Rain: The Third Reich, he plays the same character, <laughs> Doctor Wolfgang Mangler. Wait, amazing. So wait, are up. they in the same universe then? Well, apparently, yeah. I believe so. Yes, yes. <laughs> the universe. <laughs> that sounded like I was, my mind was blown, and for a second it was because I've had some malort. But also, I understand it. Mike, did be. I do that quick take with you? <laughs> yeah, we did that too. Okay. We watched Blood Rain: The Third Reich. <laughs> then I'm picking Blubberella soon. No. <laughs> Remember how we didn't really like it? Yeah, oh, we didn't fair. really like Blood Rain. It's called Blubberella. Wait a minute. You didn't like a Yui Bowl movie? <laughs> you have to fight him now. I'm just going through his character names, and some of this shit is unbelievable. There's a movie called A Plum Summer in which he plays Binky the Clown. There's a movie called Foreign Exchange in 2008 where he plays Long... <laughs> <laughs> You Mr. Baggy, Mr. Baggy Bridges. Yes. Uh, the other one I was looking. He's in a movie in 2013 called Sparks, where he plays Gordon Eldridge. There's a movie called Mad Families in 2017, where oh, he plays yeah, gravy. gravy. Well, which stars fellow maniac Charlie Sheen, <laughs> who's in the Wraith for about and two was, seconds. It was a crackle original, guys. Right. Mad Families was. Yes, it was directed by Fred Wolf, whose Wikipedia page says that he is an American film director and screenwriter. That's it. That's the end of that. He was also in a movie in 2019 called American Christmas. His character's name is Lee, and he keeps (laughs) shouting, not Japanese. Wow. (laughs) So he hates Japanese. He can't stop. Yeah. That that sounds like a Republican rallying cry. (laughs) He's just cruising for a bruising, if you know what I mean. (laughs) If you will. And finally... This will complete our filmography for the illustrious Mr. Clint Howard. In 2020, the last film credit he has, he was in everyone's favorite American Pie movie, American Pie Presents Girls Rule, in which he plays Joe, which by this point, uh, Eugene Levy is too big to be in, so he does not need the money anymore. (laughs) He's got all that uh, Shit's Creek cash. Yes. It it literally, in the Wikipedia (laughs) for it, says it is also the first film in the franchise to not feature Eugene Levy. (laughs) Hey, Alex, can I just tack on here real quick? Yeah. So for the last uh, movie credit of Clint Howard, Paul Brooks, what is his character's name in Star Trek Discovery? I have no idea. It's creepy, Orion. What? It's creepy, (laughs) Orion. Like, the first name is creepy. Oh, of course. They're not even trying anymore. (laughs) I actively block out all Star Trek Discovery from my brain as soon as I'm done seeing it. (laughs) Oh, you guys big Star Trek nerds? Mm Mm-hmm. I am a little bit. I've never seen it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am, I'm sim- similarly. I've basically never seen it. I have to say this though, as we're talking about this, and I'm not defending Clint and him becoming insane, but the fact that like, for years and years and years in Hollywood, there were these characters where it's like, if you were an attractive woman, there were like producers who were like, yeah, you're going to play the bimbo character. And Clint Howard basically <laughs> just always was reinforced by Hollywood producers like, yeah, you're a creepy yeah. little freak. So uh, that's what you're going to be now, you creepy little freak. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I can only imagine the punishment that you would take as a human being. That your living is made on people being like, you know what I see you as? Like a real murderous little creep that everyone hates. I mean, really, why can't Clint Howard mm-hmm. play that bimbo yeah. character? <laughs> exactly. He has great tits. I have a theory about this. <laughs> Clint Howard doesn't really do too much acting. Oh, it's just, no, that's not true. <laughs> it's just his look. He has three characters. Yes. It's the nerd. Mm. It's the sex pervert slash serial killer. Mm. And then it's towny. How do I put this? <laughs> Differently abled, <laughs> and a lot of the times there's a lot of crossover, <laughs> and some of the times it's all three. Like Alex brought up, Andy Griffith, he was trying to get Don Knotts into that cage, <laughs> and then also Ice Cream Man, <laughs> and that one where he played uh, what is it, Street Justice or whatever, and then also. All three apply when he endorsed Ted (laughs) Cruz for president. (laughs) Also, with the Ted Cruz thing, there's also the fourth one I have to put out there, which is Townie who yells stuff from the crowd, right? Which is definitely his character in The Waterboy. It is definitely his character in Gung Ho. It is like just randomly, random jackass. That all falls under differently abled. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Do you think that, wait, maybe Ted Cruz is the way Ted Cruz is because he was forced to watch all these movies growing up and he just identified <laughs> with the Clint Howard character the whole time and just felt that how you be a oh. human is by being a piece of weaselly shit. <laughs> hey, like attracts like, that's physics. <laughs> that is, wow, that's deep, man. That's yeah. so true. Well, if you guys don't have any more filmography, uh, I think it's time that we move on because you guys are now officially employees oh, here at the Blockbuster it. Film School. There's nothing. Yes. Yeah, yes. So how do you get a job Fill out this W-2. Yes. You work here now. Here's your polo shirt. Don't spill mustard on it. You huh? only get one. Hey, so- Mike. Mike, my wife's having a baby. What? What? Hey, Paul. What? You really just did that? I'm having another baby. Nice. Hey, congratulations. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Do you want to sell it? I totally just announced it. Wait, are you? Okay, seriously. I got to know right now. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. Are you drunk? Well, yeah, I'm drunk. But two. (laughs) I'm having another kid. You are? (laughs) 14 years after my last child. It's pretty great. I'm just surprised you just said it like that. Mal had her first, like, real doctor. We'll keep it under wraps. And we, we had That's the awesome, man. And stuff, so, hey, thank That's you. That's great. Thank you. Okay. So, Mal has until next, what day does this come out? Uh, <laughs> to renounce it. January 4th. So, if this episode comes out anytime between now and January. <laughs> it comes out next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, all, the all five people that listen to both know. of our podcasts the entire world will, will now I, know. Before <laughs> I haven't even told my parents yet, <laughs> we've told the world. Are you saying they don't listen to this? Yeah, this is an exclusive exactly Blockbuster Film saying. School exclusive. <laughs>
Honestly, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. To another to crazy child. child. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Cheers. Children. Cheers. Children. <laughs> One of his children is named after Dr. Doom. So we'll see what happens here. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, you have a real opportunity here. You've got Googie. I, you've ice got Cream Man Hudson. So many well, options. Clint will be the first name. Clint Googie. Yeah. Regardless of boy or girl. That's amazing. It doesn't matter. Clint Googie. Clint right. Googie Baylock Hudson. If you need anyone to give like a baby shower that is Clint Howard themed, <laughs> you let us know. We will we'll set that up for you. <laughs> You'll have a special uh, baby shower edition of this episode. <laughs> it will be entirely the cat in the hat themed. Well, he was in that, so see. that's the thing. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he was in all that shit, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You can also play cool party <laughs> games like... Pin the toupee on Clint Howard. <laughs> Actually, I played that on my first child's baby shower. <laughs> oh, man. This is amazing. This is I, Honestly, this is kind of blowing my mind. That the <laughs> <laughs> so, team, we are going to do our special edition here on the Blockbuster Film School with the illustrious B-Movie Mania, who are now official employees of the Blockbuster Film School. We're going to start with the Blockbuster Film School Dumpster. Cue dumpster sound. Oroko Saki getting crushed. It's a whole thing. So I know we could do many. We could do a lot, but we're going to do one dumpster pick each. And who will we start with? I'm going to spin the wheel. Jay, what is your dumpster pick for Mr. Clinton? Ingletown Howard. I'm going to throw in the dumpster the commercial he did for Heritage Action for America called Obama Tax Hikes. Wow. What's yeah. their excuse? Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. He wins. Yes. The, yes. You win the episode. Yes. Well, yes. I, think, I, think I think that's, that's pretty it. much all that's of it. ours now. That's yeah. the end, that's the end of Blockbuster Film School. Wow. Yes, let's tear this wow. place to the ground. That's... Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Really Holy did his research. I, I even Holy watched shit. it, and I am prepared to toss it right in the dumpster. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> what? What does he say? It is. What does he say? Yeah, or like the bunch gist. of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. They're just ripping on Democrat stuff. They're taking our jobs. Yeah, they're right. sitting around in a in a boardroom just talking shit. It's really mean spirited. Well, thanks, Obama. Wait, Republicans are mean-spirited? <laughs> <laughs> I just really like the idea that Clint Howard would yell something like they're taking our jobs when his job is what his job is. <laughs> like, someone else is taking the weird dweebs' roles, and it's the Democrats' fault. If he starts losing roles to Gail Garcia Bernal, yeah. then we know it's true. <laughs> but until that day happens, he's fine. Let's spin the wheel again. Crazy Chris Hudson, what is your pick for the... Oh boy, there are so many to choose from, but I'm going with my original B-Movie Mania first season pick, Fist of the North Star. Oh! Where he, admittedly, his role is pretty great because he plays a Nazi, a Nazi scientist, which is, I assume, pretty close to his real life. I would imagine he's not good at science. <laughs> okay, well, Nazi. But the movie's pretty abysmal. That I buy. That yeah. I buy. But Fair it's enough. worth watching just for him. Oh, okay. If you like Nazi scientists. 
Mike Hayes, what is your Blockbuster Film School dumpster pick? Willow, because it wouldn't put him in it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, Keeping it God, pithy, yeah. motherfuckers. That fucking Ron Howard. I wonder how much he like bothered Warwick Davis on the set of Leprechaun 2 telling him that he was supposed to be in Willow. And Warwick Davis is like, man, I don't I don't fucking give a it shit. It was bro. incessant. <laughs> what? No, Every day. There's a moment where there's a moment where Warwick Davis is like talking to Clint and he's like, Why weren't you in Willow, huh? And Clint's just gotta be like, uh <laughs> He just gets silent and starts yeah. twitching like <laughs> Hey, you know what? The next season of An Idiot Abroad needs to be Warwick, <laughs> Carl, and Clint yes. just going all over the place. Yes. I would watch that. Oh, I would watch yeah. shit at <laughs> All right, well, Paul, what is your Blockbuster Film School dumpster pick? You know what? I don't think I quite understood the rules to this dumpster thing, and I apologize completely. <laughs> These rules are very stringent. I, very I, st- I just, I wrote down, now you see me, and now you see me too. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole franchise. Just the whole franchise. I so wholeheartedly agree with that. Toss it. Also, and I don't know, someone else made this joke. But that the first one's called Now You See Me, and then the second one is not called Now You Don't? Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And Headmaster Nicholas Sutter, what is your Blockbuster Film School dumpster pair? It's a collection. Ooh. It's everything he's done with Rob Zombie. Oh. <laughs> Fair. All together uh-huh, uh-huh. as one thing. Just one one entire thing. Just... One. I hate Rob Zombie as much as I uh, hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> Mine I have trouble with, but I also, as a collection, those direct-to-video American Pie movies are why <laughs> COVID-19 happened, okay? Yeah. They released that virus because they saw those and they were like, dude, we got to get rid of some of these motherfuckers. There are too many. It's like, a, oh, man. American Pie Presents, starring Stifler's cousin, is... Is a nightmare, a nightmare upon the earth that will reign for a thousand years. So that has been the Blockbuster Film School Dumpster, which we follow as always by our picks, the employees and professors here at the Blockbuster Film School Academy, the Royal Blockbuster Film School Academy. And we are going to do three illustrious picks for the Blockbuster Film School Wall. It's time for the Blockbuster Film School Wall. Nice job, Brian. That's the sound walls make in my house. That's <laughs> you should do something about that. <laughs> you should have that looked into. <laughs> well, let's uh, start with, uh, say, Mike Hayes. What is your first pick on the Blockbuster Film School wall of the Clint Howard films? My first pick out of context is, I mean... Fuck it, Apollo 13 is a good movie, and he's in it. it is so good. That's, there you go. I agree. It's the best movie he was ever in, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, what is your third pick? I'm going with the Gung Ho TV series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Googie! Oh, Googie! 
Oh, Sorry, no. George went. <laughs> I think I'm turning Japanese. Cookie. Do you think his wife ever heard him say "cookie"? <laughs> she calls him that every his time. His wife she has comes. ever listened to a thing he said. <laughs> uh, Paul, what is your third pick on the Blockbuster Film School wall? I apologize completely, but I didn't quite understand the rules. <laughs> I love so, it. I love it. I want to share with you guys an experience that I that I genuinely had at Blockbuster that is very near and dear to me. I want to Amazing. say in 2005, I went to Taco Bell, I picked up some food, and I rented a movie uh, called The Screaming Dead, which we featured last year on our B-Movie Marathon Clint Howard's I not have in no it. I no memory of this. But it's a fun movie. You should check it out. I think it's a little hard to get a hold of. Ooh. But oddly enough, I was trying to look at Clint's IMDb just now to come up with something else. And he's going to be in a movie. It's in pre-production right now. And it's called Hell of the Screaming Undead, just completely randomly. So I'll just Weird. I'll go with those two. I Clint is the titular screaming undead. Let's hope so. <laughs> Chris, what is yours? What is yours? Well, first of all, I also have to apologize for confusing Fist of the North Star with Blood Rain 3. Because he <laughs> he plays a Nazi scientist in Blood Rain 3. No, and that's an almost, almost sort of Nazi sort of person in Fist of the North Star. I'm too drunk to tell the difference. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Nazis are Nazis, I don't know. Man. But Nazis are Nazis, regardless of your franchise. <laughs> that is correct. So that... my number three pick is actually the Clint Howard Variety Show. <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> I'm pumped to check that thing out. I'm going to oh, be watching that on it's YouTube. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Jay, what is yours? Uh, I'm going to say if you can find it, go for Cocoon. Cocoon? Yes. Cocoon. Yes. Cocoon. Come either Cocoon. version, either version, you're going to be happy. I agree. I 100% agree with that. I think that uh, Steve Gutenberg looks angelic. It is very, very <laughs> solid. I'm going to go with the 1984 splash in which Tom Hanks has sex with a nice. fish woman. Nice. All right. Uh, played by Daryl Hannah. That's oh, right. Yeah. That is right. But I mean, uh, if I, I saw a fish that looked like Daryl Hannah, uh, yeah, I'd fuck yeah. that fish. Uh, hell yeah. Yes, check, please. I don't yes, care where true. the holes are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll oh, swim in what they're swimming Paul, in. Uh, isolate that audio. <laughs> Paul, cut that out. <laughs> Brian is realizing that he's made a terrible <laughs> mistake. <laughs> a terrible Terrible mistake. Brian is weeping. <laughs> He's just, mascara is just running down his face. It's just nonstop. That's B-Movie Mania. Baby. <laughs> Let's start with our second picks, gentlemen. How about we start with you, Headmaster? Nicholas Sauter, what is your second pick on your Blockbuster Film School wall? Uh, I'm going with that episode of Seinfeld he was on. <laughs> <laughs> in which he plays a creepy little weirdo. He's handcuffed in the back seat. And he's telling George Costanza he doesn't tip enough. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Although we know the Republicans don't tip. All right. So, Crazy Chris Hudson, what is your second pick on the Blockbuster Film School wall? You know, a lot of people give a lot of shit to Disney for what they've done with <laughs> Star Wars. But honestly, I love the shit out of Solo. Yes, Solo's a, Solo's great. 100%. Yeah. That uh, train heist scene is- Oh, yeah. One of the wildest things oh, I've seen man. in all the Star Wars movies. I it's agree. It's a great movie. And yeah, Clinton Howard's in it. 
I'm picking Solo. Hell yeah. Childish Gambino is a great Lando Oh my God, yeah. Oh, he's like, perfect for Lando. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Agreed. Strong he agreed. fucked that robot. He did. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. He's Lando. He fucks everybody. He fucked Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the idea of a heist movie in the Star Wars universe. Yes. Great. Yeah. Also, Paul so Bettany great. being like a gentleman bad guy is yeah. so... Oh, oh, my God, yeah. So the, good. The so whole good. movie's great. Paul Brooks, what is your second on whatever blockbuster film school wall you'd like to have, sir? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm okay with making this my last if you guys want to, since I accidentally did two before. <laughs> Up to you, boss man. But uh, I'm going to go with a movie that Clint did in 2006 called Big Bad Wolf, where he played Ooh, a character yeah. named Fulton Chaney. And I want to say, <laughs> hold on one second. What's that, Paul? Oh. I want to say I have it. Okay, Uh-oh. so for the listener out oh, there, Paul just reached back and grabs the movie from the thing. Yeah, he's not on the cover, which is fine. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's very pixelated from my point of view. Oh, he yeah, plays look Dick at Cheney's cousin. It says on the back, Clint Howard, and then in parentheses, House of the Dead and Cinderella Man. Oh, yes. <laughs> his, his most well-known roles. Yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. We'll that. Which we, we went over because his brother directed Cinderella Man, which also got nominated for Best Picture. And uh, he played the referee in it. Nailed it. His big role where he God. played the referee. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what is your second pick on the Blockbuster Film School wall? Well, I'm going to sort of go with the reverse of Splash and pick Humanoids from the Deep. <laughs> so it's not so much about the guy banging the fish. This time it's more about the fish banging the people. <laughs> That's I love that. The, it's it's very yin and yang of you. It's very zen that it's, you can't have one without yeah, the other. Yeah, you know? the yin and the yang. <laughs> Uh, Mike, what is your second pick? Oh, easy hands down, ticks. Like, oh yeah, that movie's so fucking gross out, good and awesome. And also, it co-stars Seth Green, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, Peter Scolari, and Rance Howard. His father is in it. And <laughs> yes, Mike, his father is also in the Clint Howard Variety Show. Of course, <laughs> is. Clint's not doing and anything. Dad doesn't say is okay, but. The point is, Tix is a very good, very uh, hard to find. I mean, I don't know about these day and age, but it's a hard to find kind of one. It's so fucking good. Highly recommend it. Very gross. If you don't like uh, exploding guts and like blood spewing everywhere, like don't. But also, <laughs> if you, but if also you don't do. hate it, uh, a good do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike, just so you know that um, I just found it in like 30 seconds on the Pirate Bay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that if you like Not to get very doogie, hard to find. watch ticks. <laughs> the Pirate Bay still exists? Are you in 2007? Wait, what's Yes, <laughs> and the Pirate Bay still exists. <laughs> it's perfect. My number two, I'm going to go with, I brought it up several times. It is the Frank Carassi classic, The Waddle Boy. In which a feeble-minded man is a is a college football star, and some people yell at him. I appreciated it quite a bit. I still like it. All right, well, it's now. It's your number one pick. Although Paul already had his number one pick, unless you'd like to have another one. No, oh, I got dope. Okay, new. so we got one more. Oh. Ooh, I love it. I love it. All right, so Paul, what is your number one pick for your Blockbuster Film School wall? I have to just mention this really quick. I'm surprised this 
film hasn't come up before, but I got to say mm. Barbed Wire. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hell Pamela yes. Anderson a- A-list movie star Clint, Pamela Clint Anderson. Howard. Yes, he played a character named Schmitz <laughs> in that movie because we can't give Clint Howard some sort of you know, name that isn't degrading him. So why like. can't he be called Matthew? <laughs> no. Like, why not Steven? Because some producer looked at him, they were like, I know the character's called Matthew, but his name is Jizz now. <laughs> <laughs> Jizz Matthew, action hero. They just misunderstood Googie. <laughs> Jizz Googie, action hero. No. Googie Jizz. All right, well. Uh, sorry, Jesus. Go to uh, go to B-Movie Mania's YouTube channel to hear 10 hours of Chris Hudson saying Jizz Googie, jizz action Matthew. hero. Matthew. I'm sorry. Jizz Googie. Thank you. Thank you. That's your ringtone. My number one pick, I've brought it up several times. I love Evil Speak. I think Evil Speak is super underrated. And also, it is both a weirdly good movie, but it is also a movie in which all the deaths, most of them, involve dummies and Clint Howard just hitting them in the head with swords and then them exploding blood. <laughs> just That's exploding. awesome. And then my personal favorite is oh, that he God. has this, fe- this like sex fever dream where there's just like naked women and then like fire exploding <laughs> behind it. Like it's a Hardee's commercial. I was like, this is amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, evil speak. I adore it. It is a, a weird cinema classic. So number one picks for... Jay, what is your number one pick? I am going to play a little game I like to call Clint Howard Roulette here. And Ooh. I'm just going to close my oh. eyes here. And I'm going to scroll around on his <laughs> IMDb page because there's so much. And we're going to see what it, we're going to see together what my pick is right now. Here we go. Here we go. And it is. Please be body chemistry too. Something called <laughs> Huff. Oh. Where he plays a guy named Carl. <laughs> Carl. Oh. That's the noise. I, n- <laughs> I, I have no idea what this is. It's oh no wait, it's Big Bad Wolf. The poster nice. is for Big Bad Wolf. A maniac killer tracks down three teenage runaways. Why is the okay? Whatever. It's, it's probably like it's probably like we'll copyrighted in Canada, and they had to call it yeah. Puff or something. But. <laughs> Jay, are you sure his name isn't Carl? <laughs> oh, wait, checking. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Mike, what is your number one pick? Uh, Beethoven Smith. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Look, no, I'm not. Okay, that sounds no. like a joke answer, but hear me out. All right. First, Beethoven was, uh, we all loved it in the 90s. We were all, you know, young enough, yes. I guess. Well, Maybe not Chris Hudson. It. No. Okay, but anyway. Not me. We all loved it. And, and then two, it was fine. He was trying a little bit, but Charles Grodin was in it. Three, Charles Grodin was not in it. And <laughs> part four, Charles Grodin was not in it. And part five, though. Oh my goodness! They got Clinton Howard to take that place. Oh, come on. <laughs> chefs, kiss, chefs, kiss, chefs, kiss. Was Jacoby in that one? No. <laughs> but I'm. You know, he plays both characters. If they made a version of the X Files in which Clint Howard plays Fox Mulder, I would also watch one episode of that. All right. So, who are we missing for the number one picks? Who didn't go? Nick. I think me. Me. I think there's one person. I, I was. I believe it is the headmaster to close the show. What is your number one pick? Gung Ho the movie. <laughs> With Googie? With Googie. 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 Japanese? Are you Japanese, Googie? <laughs> well, team. Jesus. That was 
Well, to be fair, I, I know. Didn't I was going to say, so. Mike, what is your, oh, Mike, Jesus, crazy Chris Hudson, what is your number one? Mike and I are very <laughs> similar. Listen, I, I was impressed which, with myself that I kept track of that for as long as I did. Okay. I was like, oh, I, this is going to happen. All right. Which Mike is a huge fan of the Ramones, <laughs> which oh, means that yes. my favorite, my favorite pick. Oh, hell yeah. Rock and roll high school. Fuck yes. Oh. The yes, fact that great. they wrote just an awesome three chord pop song that then got turned yeah. into a movie that was also a three chord pop song of a movie <laughs> is that they were the third pick for wow. the band. Threes everywhere. <sighs> threes are good luck, man. Well, team, I think we. I'll take three drinks to yes. that. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think Brian's phone is about to die, so we also are up against it. But I love doing crossovers with you guys. This was amazing. This was great. This was fun. This has changed this my life. Great what fun. should we plug for B-Movie Mania? I just listened to the last Our RoboCop Movie episode, which was transcendently good. I recommend you guys to everybody that I come in contact with. They say, stop bringing up B-Movie Mania. I will not. Maybe I should because that's becoming <laughs> actually detrimental to them listening to it, but I don't stop. So I steal people's phones and subscribe on iTunes to your podcast. It's a thing. But uh, what should we be plugging for you, gentlemen? Well, I mean, you know, first and foremost, if you haven't listened to the other side of this crossover episode, be sure you listen to the full review of Ice Cream Man because I edited the shit out of that thing. Hell yeah. Paul did a great job. And we're glad that Paul escaped (laughs) from his kidnapping. (laughs) Yes, thank you for not being kidnapped. Uh, Paul... Paul, edit that out. <laughs> but it's a very fun episode. You guys are really funny on it, so please listen to that Thanks, one. Yeah, if you're listening Amazing. to this episode on our feed, because we did do a cross-release. Same. Uh, jump back a couple days and hear the episode of our re- original format with the wonderful boys here. Uh, Blockbuster Film School on here. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to listen to it over and over again. Well, do- and over no, and over. No, don't do that. And, uh, no. Don't do that. It's like cats. <laughs> no, just follow us and do shit. I don't know. Whatever, man. Listen to our shit. Buy a fucking t-shirt. Also, I got it. Yeah, you guys have amazing t-shirts. Also, I got to say, I love following you guys on Instagram. Your stuff is one of the funniest, coolest Instagrams that I follow. I genuinely Thank laugh my you. ass Thank off, you. especially with your videos. Oh, I don't know if they'll ever not be underrated. Even if you had millions of followers, I still like would feel that they are <laughs> underrated. They are so Thank you. funny. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. you guys making that. Well, I'll tell you what's been really I'm, good is the teaser for this Ice Cream Man episode we all did together that I put together. It's oh, my God. It's so funny. Everyone loves it so much. It's very good. Really good animation <laughs> for the Instagram posts, I promise, uh, that we've all seen because it came out previously. It, yeah. So it's very good. I love you guys. Uh, Nick, do you have any things that you would like to plug? Yeah. Chris's new baby. Yes. yes. Congratulations. In eight months. Congratulations. In eight months. Wish me yes. congratulations. Clint Howard. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, team, I think this was an amazing episode. Hopefully we could do it again. Super producer Brian Taps, you're doing a great job. You're a very handsome young man. Thanks, and Brian. Uh, yes. yeah. follow follow both Sorry, Brian. Uh, B-Movie Mania and Blockbuster Film School <laughs> on all the social meds. Please like and subscribe. We love you guys. If you're still listening, then you're already a fan. But tell your friends. It helps. We love you. And Clint Howard. Uh, we also like Clint Howard, but we realized that. Hey, he's can I put? Can of, I say this real quick? Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but like, yes, final thoughts. So, so, do it, 
Mike, you're Listen, stealing so, my bit. So our, obviously, we're doing a cross-promotion, right? So we're, this is on our feed. So I'm going to say this to all everyone who's on the B-Movie Mania feed that decided to listen to this and got to the end. Here's the thing. If you like the fuck what you heard, <laughs> fucking listen to this podcast. Listen to Blockbuster Film School. Hell yeah. Really fun. But here's the thing. <laughs> Caveat. Well, on that note, everybody, we love you. Make sure to do drugs, drive your car real fast. We will see you next week. <laughs>